Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. <laughs> and have you been intimate? That's good. I don't know if my Australian accent is as good as yours. I can't say that in Australian. I can only say certain things. And uh, have you been intimate? Do you want to skip the ads? Do you want to what? <laughs> you need to skip the ads. Skip the ads. Skip the ads to get. No, I've, I've lost it now. I had it and I lost it. Would you like to stay in the experiment? Do you take? No, I've lost it. <laughs> <laughs> That's Scottish. That's Scottish. That's Scottish. You're listening to Bandwagons. <laughs> I need to start off really quickly with Correction Corner. Is that okay? Fantastic. I love this. Um, so on our Bad Dates episode, I said the only straight men that listen to this podcast are uh, Kean, my boyfriend, and Cormac O'Connor, my friend. That's yeah. actually not true. I've had a straight man be in contact since. Uh, my good actually, friend Anthony from home. Yeah, said, that's a Kean's friend uh, as well. That's Kane's friends as well. That's fair. Shane actually technically has to listen to this podcast. Yeah. Um, but I would just like to uh, give a shout out to Anthony. He is our uh, our new and uh, one time segment Stray Man of the Week. So thank you, Anthony, for listening. <laughs> we I should do, do really that. Appreciate it. Anthony, I don't think we should. <laughs> Not on International Women's Day. This lives and dies with Anthony. And <laughs> on International um, Women's Day. Yeah, but um, I just want to shout him out because he actually has been a big fan of the podcast for a while. I, but he sent me a funny video like taking the piss out of the out of uh, the episode. So not enough to listen to this, Anthony. Let's rally the troops here. I honestly think you could all learn a lot. You could all also unlearn a lot. But anyway, welcome back to Bandwagons. Uh, how are you, Breed? Yeah, I'm good. Feeling fresh. <laughs> good. Why are you feeling fresh? I don't know. No. Jar, anyway. no, I had a good day. That's good. How are you? I'm good, yeah. Did big you also fat. have a good day? Yeah, I had a big fat good therapy t- session. So. I love how we always ask each other this and then we 
slowly answer because we're trying to filter in and out of what we can say. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, well, I, I put, did my job. Why? Did you have therapy, really? Yeah. You're good for you. That's good. <laughs> um, I did that. And I don't know why you'd joke about that. I did my job. Well, you know me. We won't talk about our phone call the other day where we joked about other things, but anyway. No, 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 no. Maybe we should cut that. No. See, that was it was funny though because anyway let's not get into that but yeah that's what I did today um, and I'm in a good mood and we're going to record this now and then I'm going to go down and play some Pokemon and make some carbonara so Lovely. I have a less busy week this week so I'm in better form you know when you like you know you don't have like a heat it's the thought of having a heap of shit to do sets me off so yeah. I already feel like I'm on the back foot whereas if I know I don't have a lot I'm, I'm like all right that's fine yeah you need to be busy because remember when you didn't have a job that time and you had like no nothing to do for four weeks and you hated that as well you need to be busy but like it's a fine line yeah like I'm like oh yes I'll definitely take this time to like find myself and relax and I just spent the whole thing depressed I watched a large went to telly and was just like I hate this um I do still like watching telly though but I like watching telly and also do my job um anyway this is this speaking of watching telly Actually, yeah, that's a better segue. Let's go with that. Um, we are talking today about Married at First Sight. Um, and we have a very special guest who will be coming up later in the podcast. We're speaking to Jessica Power, who people might know from Married at First Sight Season 6, the Aussie version. Um, so that's a good chat. Stay tuned for that. But Breed, I want to ask you first. Uh-oh. Where, where or when was your first encounter, well, where and when, I suppose, was your first encounter with this reality TV show? And for anyone who isn't, like, it says it on the tin, but what is it? Yeah, I've actually been watching this for years. I'm like, I'm a hipster, married at first sight fan. You watched the American one? No. Oh, did you not? No, I've been watching the UK one since it's, uh, since season two of it or something. And then I've, but I've seen a lot of them. Yeah, the US one I haven't seen um, because I just don't like when the US do versions of UK like based formats. They always tend to make them a bit more like produced and dramatic. And I don't really like it. Like Big Brother, US Big Brother is not for me. I think, and I think we've talked about this. I think it entirely depends on the show. Yeah. Like, because like Real Housewives, yes. But then anything else, I'm like, mm. but then I'm like, Hell's but Real Housewives like, yes. was was an US format. Like it started as a US format. I think when you're when you oh, like yeah. a sh- when you like a show that's like starts as a UK format that the US take and make something a little bit different. I don't really like it. Like don't tell the bride, don't lo- like. But mm. you, Australia can do it. I don't know why, but they can do it well. It's because Australia are bananas like yeah. the greatest I now I say this with like full respect like we fully embraced the Southern Hemisphere's attitude towards reality TV but in the way that we've kind of because in the last few years like Ireland and the UK has fully moved away from I think the the extremities of what we got with reality TV which for the most part I think was positive but you're missing you're missing that little bit of spice you know yeah. you're missing that little bit of that drama which I think the Australian iteration of Married at First Sight gives in spades. Yeah. And I will say, I've only, I only watched this most recent season that's on, that's currently airing on, or fin- has just finished airing on uh, E4. Um, had you watched the other ones? 
Um, all the ones? No, not yet. I probably will go back and watch season five. I've seen all the UK one. Um, up until like that, they had one this year, a COVID one, which was really mega boring. So, yeah, I didn't love that. And then I watched this one because I saw you posting about it and I thought you were watching it. And then after I started it, I quickly realized you were, were not watching it regularly because I was texting you being like, what's this bitch at? And you're like, I have no idea what you're talking about. So I, I, I started it because my housemate Annabelle was, I've been, I've been told for like months and months that I needed to watch this. Like not even this series, but like I, people wanted this to be like the next Love Island in general and they were like you need to watch this and so you can talk about it whatever blah blah and for whatever reason I was like no I was like I just there was something about it I was like I'm sure it's bananas but it's clearly like too it's so bananas that I like it's going to seem really fake or whatever so it didn't really have a huge amount of interest but Annabelle started watching this recent one and I kind of sat in a few of the nights and I was like, oh, this is actually a bit demented. I kind of like this. And because I'd only ever watched the UK one where they have such a different approach to it. And yeah, they the really UK one is so like, experiment. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, actually, this, this could be up my street. So then I started watching it. I'm going to be honest, I dipped out. And then we were both like, no, actually, this would make a Whopper episode. And you'd finished it. So I was like, right, okay, I need to, I need to get back in there. And also the cast were only dying to fucking talk about it. And it was because like, because we were like technically a bit behind as well. We had access to people and it was like, I'd reignited this conversation. So. Sorry, we should explain what it is. So basically it's a a channel for a UK format where uh, like it is. Is it definitely? Yes. Or it's Endemol. Yeah, no, it is. It's UK. And then Endemol like ships it off to the rest of the world. I'm nearly sure. You can have a Google while I'm explaining this. Um, where basically it is what it says in the tin. They get uh, people apply to be matched up to marry someone who they've never met. And it's completely blind. So you only see them when you're like at the altar or walking down the aisle. Um, basically. And then the difference with the Australian one is... So in the UK, they have all these couples, they marry them off and they send them on their way and they kind of follow them as they like move into flats together and like try to navigate life as if they're a married couple. Um, Like, but like it's, they go on a honeymoon, they come back and it's very much like they're normal. They're going to work, coming back and they don't meet the other couples um, until maybe the end or something. But with the Australian one, the experiment is much wider and they bring all the couples together regularly and they keep them all in like an apartment block and like they're all like under their watch for months. Like it's it's totally different and they can all interact and get to know the other couples and talk about like their private bits with other married couples and it's and they have to sit down and do like commitment ceremonies and it's it's mad. The Married at First Sight started in the Don't Netherlands. tell me the US. Ah. That's what the, all the other series are based on. This is according to Wikipedia. This is open to... But I'll tell you where it is now. So it's in America. There's an Australian version, uh, Belgian, British, as we said, Croatian, Danish, uh, Dutch, as I mentioned, French, Finnish, German, Israeli, Italian, Polish, and Serbian. It is bloody everywhere. Um, I'm trying to remember what series it clearly didn't leave a huge amount of impression on me but I'm trying to remember the UK series that I watched was it Ben Shapiro's one? it it definitely wasn't Ben Shapiro because he's like an online conservative no not Ben Shapiro then Ben 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 Shapiro (laughs) Ben 
fucking gonna look it up. Ben and Stephanie. Look up Ben Shapiro now, though. No, I know. That's why I think I follow him. I think that's why the name's in my head. Ben Jardine and Stephanie. Hang on, I look up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ben Jardine. Ben and Stephanie. It might have been. And he was on Big Brother after for being such a bold boy. Oh, yes. I But I didn't watch his series. But I know who he is. I think ben I, Jardine. I, I, yeah, I watched, yeah, yeah. I think I watched... Do you know what I watched? I watched season four. I don't know what that is. Who was on it? It's like it's Steph, Jonathan, Verity, and Jack. Verity, I remember that name. Steph, married at first sight, twenty nineteen. And again, I re- like I really liked it because it, like it's it's I liked that approach to it, and I I, I haven't watched the most recent ones and the COVID ones. I on it. couldn't be bothered with that, but. I would, I'd watch it again when it's kind of back to normal in inverse commas, when the fuck will that be? But I liked that it, that they took that like realistic approach to it. They took it. Like they, they treated it as, them as an a, actual. Yeah. As yeah. if they were going to live out like that. And it makes more sense than this because the Australian one, they send them, they live like a married couple for three months and it could all be going perfectly. And then they have to go back and they live at opposite sides of Australia and they have to decide, then they have to change their whole life all over again. And it doesn't, it's just, I don't think it works as well. In terms of like actually being successful for the couples. I'm going to send you a link to... Um, Who the hell is Ben Shapiro? Where is that? I don't... I literally have no idea. I feel like it's a character and the real the real life or the secret life of the American teenager or something. No, he does all those like... He he does those crying podcasts. And he, he I remember when WAP came out, he did a whole thing where it was like... He was going through the lyrics being like, oh, this is the, this is the worst thing to ever happen to humanity. And he was like... And he wouldn't, but he wouldn't say the word pussy. So he kept being like, Sorry, what? Wet, ass, wet ass P word. He did this whole thing. Who? He did this whole video like Ben Shapiro. Oh. <laughs> I, I don't know how you, he came into your head. But I have no idea ben Shapiro, not, who that man is. To, I don't know either. But to clarify, Ben Shapiro has never been on Married at First Sight. Um, I just sent you Steph and uh, American commentator. <laughs> I have they, no idea. Oh, but he's a mad square. He's such a square. This isn't the Ben Shapiro episode. We're not doing a Ben Shapiro episode. But anyway. I don't know who he I, is. I, listen, I don't know. Anyway, um, I, as I will say again, I liked the UK one and I do think that's interesting. Do I think the Australian one is more entertaining? Yes. 100%. Yes. Yeah. This year's UK one was so boring. It was on and it was because they had to shoot it during COVID and they couldn't do the same things and they couldn't like certain couples couldn't actually even move in together because of COVID. Um, And I don't know if it was a shorter series or whatever, but it was just so boring and they had less couples. So they had less to focus on. Um, But yeah, I don't know if that made this one even more entertaining. Yeah. Do you want to do you want to hear some good news, though? Absolutely. Is it coming to Ireland? It's not coming to Ireland. Well, see, if you're in Ireland, apparently you can apply for this. You can apply for Rider First Sight UK. Yeah. Someone said that to me recently and they were like, would you think about doing the UK one? But like, realistically, that wouldn't work geographically because I'm never moving to England. So. Fair, yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Anyway, they're basically changing the UK format so that it's going to be more like the Australian one now for the next series. Great. And it's moving to E4. So, oh, great. There you go. Some good news. Um... Would you, okay, so say they say they did it, right? Mm-hmm. No geographical boundaries or whatever. Would you do it? Absolutely, 100%. Why? I've just been always fascinated. I think we talked about this on the radio episode. I've always been fascinated with the Married at First Sight kind of blind date 
wedding things. I think I just think it would be gas to see what people think your match is. Yeah, but like, and like, one, oh, what's the worst that could happen? You have a cool story to tell your grandkids. Uh, like, I got married once for telly. It didn't work out. It's still like a like. It's only a divorce. Well, like, yeah, it's only a divorce. Um, spoilers, obviously, for if you haven't finished Married at First Sight season six. Um, like, I suppose we can take the pace. And that is the thing with these shows, like with Love Island or anything. And sorry, I'm going to sound like a broken record, but Love Island is the only one. Like any of these reality shows where the couples meet there. It's like, sure, that'll never last, blah, blah, blah. Or like, it's great and adults. The, yeah, the majority of the time they don't. But then you have people like Cam and Jules on the Martha most recent Michael. series who are Martha and Michael still together. Yeah, they're big TikTok now. Oh, you Martha. had Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like Cam and Jules are still, st- st- I was about to be like married. Of course they're married. They have, and a, they baby. have a baby. Yeah. There's a, like one or two other couples from the Australian one that are still together from other seasons that I haven't watched. But yeah, yeah. the success rate isn't very high, but like there is a small chance it might work out for you. I just, think, for me. <laughs> I just think, and I know, I, I know it's not your only wedding, but that, and we like, it's not even a real wedding. To, I mean, we've talked I about this know, on I, the Love is Blind, one of them where they don't, you can't legally get married for television, I don't think. Any of these shows, you're not legal, it's not legally binding. Like even Married at First Sight, you're not actually married. That's why Cam and Jules have to go and have another wedding where they could actually be married. I'm pretty sure. You're technically not married by law. I just, I just, what if they got it really badly wrong? Like, what if they got it really badly wrong and you're with someone who you, who you like, hate? Like uh, Susie and, or, yeah, Susie, like Susie that. And what's his name? Billy. Billy. That was, like, that was that really, was horrible really, for both of them. Like, the, yeah, that was really hard to watch though. Yeah, well, she, yeah, like, she as much as it was like, as much as it was like, haha, like gas, it was like, and again, I'm really not one for like being precious about reality TV or whatever. Like I'm all like push the boundaries where wear suits, but like this was hard. That whole dynamic was just poisonous. Yeah. Totally. Do you ever think it was taken too far? Yeah, the, Billy and Susie's I I found it uncomfortable to watch, to be honest. And there was someone else as well, which I didn't really enjoy. I think it was like the Mick thing towards the end just seeing him kind of lose his head a bit just just kind of go out of his head that he was still actually in this whole thing and couldn't really get out of it it's like some of that you're just like wow these people are really being pushed to the brink um, in fairness it's it's such a long process so like it's four so months even, I didn't realise yeah so like and they get like 40 something episodes out of it like it's absolutely for the, for the Australian one anyway, like you pretty much, you give up your job and you do it and you commit yourself to this. Like, so you, whether you're in it for love or not, you're yeah. committing to do it. I think that's why people like, like they're comparing it to Love Island and stuff you were saying earlier. Like so many people got on board with this because they aired it on Channel 4 five or six, six nights a week, I think. Maybe five nights a week. Um, So like you were, like there was no shortage of content, especially like through January where everyone was just like gagging for something um, and you could jump in and out at any time because it was all like on the player and it just picked up speed I think with people kind of getting in towards the end but to be honest it was also like with because one of the common complaints about Love Island now is the fact that like the drink is so limited which like I get but again like that's enforced for good reason whereas yeah. again 
we probably should ask our guest this, but just in terms of, I don't know why I keep saying our guest. I've said it. Jessica. Jessica. Um, I should have asked her in terms of like alcohol and stuff. Was there ever, like, doesn't was there ever a like producer? There a it really doesn't seem like it, which is, but that, that was the vibe on Love Island Australia as well. Like there was yeah. mad, mad scraps and it just seemed like the drink was free flowing. And again, I will say, I don't think that it's, that's necessarily the right thing to do. That's ultimately going to lead to more of these like confrontations or. Yeah. But some of them just seem to be like it happened a couple of times in this series where because of the way it's done and because they're in another group that a couple of them like bunked off and ended up coupling up with or trying to couple up with other people that they weren't married to, like other husbands or wives, which yeah. is like not dissimilar to, do you know, fucking... No, I wasn't going to say love is blind. Like that holds where it was like, yeah. oh, we've, picked, we've matched you with this one person and you're absolutely compatible, but you're not going to see them. Who is it? Jessica and Barnett. Yes. Do you remember there was a whole, like the whole dynamic there where she was like, obviously with Mark and she was like, oh, I think this is a fucking mistake or whatever. Yeah. It's the competition as well. Like you always want what you can't have and you want, like if someone else wants your husband, you're going to want them more and stuff like that. It's just... It's weird. Who was your favourite couple from this season? And then I'm going to do a little quiz with you to see if it matches up. Who was my favourite couple? I personally loved um, Heidi and Mike. I loved Heidi. I liked I liked Heidi and Mike when they were, when they were so gold. gorgeous. Yeah. When they were like, yeah, and they aesthetically, what a stunning yeah. couple. And also Nick like and Tyrell when they were having the crack. When they were yeah. having the crack, the crack was 90. But yeah. when it was bad, it was really bad. Um, another spoiler, which I posted on my Instagram story, which I didn't realise before anyone else had finished, but Cyrella is actually with um, Eden from the first series of Love Island Australia now and they have a baba together. So I'm off. pretty sure Mick is, with, uh, Mick is with one of the bachelorettes from Australia as well. And she like lives Sophie on the Monk? farm with them and all now. No. It's definitely not Sophie Monk. Hang on, Sophie Monk. Engage. I don't know who. Someone, one of my friends texted me. Definitely today. not Sophie Monk. Not that. Google, Never mind. Google who is Mike with now or Mick. Who it is? Um, Cam and Jules like are were so stunningly perfect. It was like outrageous. It was well near. Well. It was a bit sickening towards the end. Like I know they were perfect, and you need that one couple who were gonna hit it off. But um, it just like. You know, when you get frustrated where you're like, why would you match these people up? Like, they're clearly not compatible. But it's like, what if you had eight couples who are all as madly in love as Cam and Jules without any any hitches along the way? It would be really boring. I don't think I'd want it. It would be really boring. But He's also... Now the bachelors, Kayla Gray and the pair have been living together in Queensland. Yeah, she lives on the farm. Um, but also if oh, they... they look nice. They look happy together. That's good. If they're capable of matching people as well as they match Cam and Jules, isn't it frustrating that you know they're like they're able to do it, but they're just not because it's better television? The power. The power. The power. Okay, do you want to do a little? Yeah. Which married at first sight Australia couple are you? Let's start. Great. Okay. Okay. Pick a first dance song for the wedding. So it's Fleetwood Mac everywhere. Annie of Ed Sheeran songs, Edda James at last, Abba Dancing Queen, Beyonce Love on Top, Stevie Wonder Signs Heal Delivered, Village People YMCA, or Earth, Wind and Fire September. Everywhere, obviously. Fleetwood Mac. I didn't need yeah. to hear the others after you said that. Yeah, I was the same. What Some other good choices there though, I will say. But anyway. What does your dream honeymoon look like? 
10 days in Greece eating lots of feta cheese and drinking ouzo shots, jam-packed adventure, climbing mountains, going down some rapids, ziplining through the jungle before volunteering at an orangutan sanctuary, 14-day cruise around the Caribbean, a week-long trip to Iceland to see the Northern Lights and stay in the Ice Hotel, a safari in South Africa staying in a five-star lodge, interrailing across Europe, seeing as many places as possible, or a low-key yoga meditation retreat somewhere in Indonesia. Probably Greece, I'm going to be honest. Yeah, I picked that as well. Eating feta pasta till it came out my eyes. This is as the one. Greeks do. Lol. You, who, are you, who are you in the taxi on the way to the club? The one who ordered the Uber. The one paying, guys, can everyone give me a quid for the taxi? The one with the aux cable playing the tunes. The one sitting in the front and screaming, have you been busy to the driver? The one discreetly vomiting. The one not so discreetly vomiting. The one getting off with someone in the backseat of a seven-seater. The one taking multiple selfies with the flash on. I feel like you've been all of these at some point. Who do you, who do you think I am? I think I you're you're either the aux cable or you're the have you been busy. I'll go have you been busy. <laughs> I was thinking that. Um, oh, I miss aux cables. I miss taxis. You're on the dance floor and your friend says they want to leave. What do you do? Order an Uber and go home with them. Go home with them on the condition they'll buy you chips. Take them to the smoking area and try to distract them by chatting to some boys. Tell them you're not leaving and perhaps get into an argument with them. Start getting off with someone else. Sorry, I'm tied up. Uh, get them a tequila shot. Run away to the toilets. Not my problem anymore. Sorry. Uh, or offer to buy them drinks for the whole night if they stay. Oh, I would have said... Oh, maybe the drinks one or the go to the bathroom. I'm either like, it's very much not my problem or it's like, okay, I'm going to buy, I'll buy you everything. I'll buy you six bottles of wine. Okay, here we go. Which do you want to go with? Let's go with the drink. Let's go with the drink one. Okay. Um, How are you on a hangover? Fall asleep or fast asleep like a hibernating little bear. A little bitch, quite frankly. Usually vomiting. Ordering at Usually least- vomiting. I, I don't need to hear the rest. It's usually vomiting. <laughs> Ordering at least two deliveries. Watching TV in my PJs. Uh, what hangover? I'm at the gym. I'm invincible. Pissing myself laughing at the group chat all day for the postmortem. Bit rough in the morning, but by 2pm I'm 8 out of 10 on the health scale. Or horny. Still vomiting. But still vomiting, yeah. Uh, have you ever cheated? No. Okay. Martha's told you a rumour about one of the contestants. What do you do? Just tell my partner so we can discuss it. Keep it to myself. <laughs> I hate spreading gossip. Put it down as many WhatsApp chats as possible. Go to the person the rumour is about and let them know there's drama ahead. Mata. I'd definitely tell Kian. Yeah. And we gossip like. Um, what do you look for in a partner? At least 1,000 Instagram followers. Family values. Uh, connection we need to like the same things or a hot bod kiss um, it's, what was it again values connection hot bod or Instagram followers uh, values it's a boring answer but anyway, like I'm not enough not truthful okay and then it's pick a house plant but like you obviously can't see them so okay describe them to me so the first one is like a you big one. a big kind of monstera kind of leafy thing. There's a rubber plant, there's a dead one, there's kind of like the dead one. Know, they're all green apart from the dead one. Do you want I the can't dead keep one? Anything alive. Yeah, yeah, pick the dead one. Fuck it. 
You I are. Got Nick anyway, I'll tell you that. Oh, who am I? You're Cam and Jules. Yay! <laughs> you're Jules and Cameron. You're like the mum and dad of the group. On a night out, you're the one calling the Uber, paying for the taxi. You'd never ask people to pay you back a quid and taking people to the loo to be sick. A hero. I got Martha and Michael. Martha. Mm-hmm. Martha. Okay. If you want to talk about these... Oh, do you want to, do you want to, will we lead into our Jessica interview and then we, maybe we can talk with the experts and how they're qualified or not yeah. qualified. Yeah, let's quick. do that. So, okay, so let's not keep people waiting any longer. We have, you can go from here. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, we were delighted to speak to Jessica Power about her time on the series, about being painted as the show's villain and uh, would she ever do reality TV again? Jessica Power, star of Married at First Sight Australia season six. Thank you so much for joining us on Bandwagons today. Geez, are we going to go with the star, like title? I think maybe villain or like treacherous <laughs> witch might be able to, um, you know, that would be better interest. But thank you for having me. I'm loving, I'm loving being able to be on such an awesome podcast with some awesome women. Oh, thanks so yes, much. Yes, on International Women's Day as well. Like, I know, I know. I'm so excited. <laughs> All of my friends have been texting me over the weekend being like, have you, have you talked to Jessica yet? What's the crack with that? So um, I have a lot of ears waiting for this one. So what do uh, they want to know? Give me the nitty gritty. I, I hate these, I hate these interviews where everyone's like, oh God, I might tiptoe around that. No, just ask me whatever you want. Yeah. Um, okay. We'll start at the beginning. I want to know why did you apply for the show in the first place? And what was your casting experience like? Uh, so I was actually appro- approached by the show three times to apply. Um, the first time I said no, I was I was in a relationship. It was ending, but, um, you know, I wasn't just going to end my relationship just to get on a show, which happens a lot here in Australia, FYI, um, and it's intense. But second time, um, I, I don't know, I just wasn't really ready. And then the third time I was like, you know what, I'm going to chuck my name in the hat. I won't get on because, like, let's be honest, and then in the next second, I'm getting married, like two weeks later, I'm getting married um, and I'm just like freaking out. And when I'm going down the aisle, when I'm in the um, in the limo going to my wedding, my producer's like, so how are you feeling? And I was just, I, my head hadn't actually caught up with my body. So I was just like, oh, yeah, um, I don't, I, I feel fine. They're like, come on, like give me something. I'm like, I don't even know how I got here, okay, let alone like what the hell I feel. <laughs> On the topic of the wedding, did you have any input there or is it literally like they orchestrate everything? No, I got to have a lot of input actually because um, they just basically asked me to give them a bit of a mood board, I guess, into what I would like and what I liked back then and what I would like now are two totally different things. But I did want to get married, um, you know, sort of um, under the macadamia trees. I wanted it to be native Australian flowers, uh, sort of a boho chic feel um I got to yeah I really I did have quite a bit of an input to it and I thought it was beautiful um yeah oh so dreamy yeah it was you know just dreamy amazing but I just wish my husband was someone else Dan (laughs) (laughs) and what what was your initial like when did it finally sink in that you were like oh this is happening I'm marrying Mick I'm on a tv show what have I done how long did it take for it all to kind of kick in I think it was on the honeymoon. I don't. I don't think um, they showed this, but on the honeymoon, 
like okay so the producers push sex like they don't push you to have sex but they push like have you had sex have you had sex every morning you wake up so what happened last night when you went to bed, you just have sex. And um, there's scenes, you know, sexy scenes that they set up. And there was one scene where um, they got Mick and I in like, they set up this like, oh, God, gag. They set up a um, a bubble, like a, it was an out, outdoor bubble bath spa with like a bottle of like, I think it was Verve. And we were supposed to get in there and like, uh, I can't get in there. <laughs> very hairy man get in there and just be like you know try and like force this connection that just it should be organic it shouldn't just be like here get in the bath with some champagne and like you know do your thing while we all like film you because when you're doing that those sorts of scenes as well you've got your producer a cameraman a sound man you know, all in there just, and then you just try to try have this organic conversation with someone who you don't know. And I feel uncomfortable because I'm in a freaking bikini in a, in a bath with a man that I don't know. <laughs> That's why it set into me going, wow. Okay. This is happening. Yeah. This is happening. Uh, on that, like you mentioned the producers and I think like we're absolute reality TV obsessed and we kind of have an inkling of how things work and we understand that it's a pinch of reality um, a lot of other work behind the scenes. How produced was the show, like overall? Look, I can only speak on my experience because um, I, I obviously wasn't with the other couples, you know, for the whole time. But, um, I mean, like, have a think about it. So at the start of the season, I was probably a fan favourite. Our relationship was loved. Um, I didn't really have much airtime. We weren't that exciting but, you know, like the second that there was an argument or something happened, um, I just got all the time. The second that I was just basically like, you know what, I don't like you anymore because you um, basically just like slandered my family, told me you were going to sleep with an escort because I won't sleep with you. So I'm just, I'm just going to, I'm gone broke. And the second I did that, they were like, yes. But there were also times where Mick, in those times where I was, you know, I was over our relationship, Mick and I had some really fun times. We had heaps of laughs, like, and they cut all that out. So it still, it still was me. I still had those, I still said those things and did those things. But in the, the time frame that they show you is different. Um, you know, that day we could have had an argument and they make it look like it carries on the whole day, but we could have had a laugh and, and made up and just, yeah, little things that they cut and edit just to make it have that little bit more spice, I guess, um, was how it is, how it's produced. I never was forced into doing anything. I never, I never was fed lines. Um, you know, I think my personality is so outrageous that I don't need that. Uh, you know, so yeah, it, it's different, but then I, you know, I'm seeing reports from other people on my season saying that, that it was all scripted and that they were actors and that they were forced. And I just kind of think that's a really piss poor way of just passing the buck off because they got a really bad edit and they can't crop, they can't cop the scrutiny from the public. Like just own up the fact that you sucked and people don't like you. <laughs> I do. Yeah, we we we've been in touch with. Well, I say we've been in touch with Sam. I was trying to get Sam on, trying to get that other perspective because he's like he's slowly rolling her eyes here. Yeah, like actively. I was like, hey, Sam. Like, wasn't even left on red. Just didn't even cannot get into his DMs. But um, because he's been one who was like a full highlight on it, being like, oh, like basically saying that he was set up and that it was all fake, which is why I had to get the perspective from you, like in terms of production, you know? You know what? Like I don't hate Sam. So I don't hate him, <laughs> but, but 
but I hate the way that he monetized Lizzie's weight, um, mm. the way that he yeah. wrote about her. I think it's disgusting the way that he put himself above her because of her weight. You know what? Like, you know what? I think he's, I do not find him attractive whatsoever, but I didn't go around saying. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Now, I thought you'd, you'd be weird Lego beard and I feel like your pants are too tight and also you look like you've got a fucking carrot that far up your ass like they things you keep yourself right so he didn't need to go and say all these things about Lizzie um, and, and and he got a really poor no he actually didn't get a poor edit because he was he was just a horrible person from the start a liar he said nasty things he can't cop the edit he can't cop the fact that People do not, um, you know, it's not okay to say those things and people are never going to agree with you and go, yeah, good on you, Sam. She was fat, wasn't she? So he's just now trying to say, I was an actor, I'm paid to act. Honey, you just can't cop the scrutiny. Like, I can't stand him. So you were recording recently, you were doing another reunion, but it's not the reunion we saw recently on Channel 4. So can you explain the difference between that reunion and the one we've seen already? Yeah, so the grand reunion is six. So selected season six um, contributors and selected season five. So basically, like fan favorites, aka people that would cause the most drama. Um, they do a grand reunion, and so we all come back two years later, three years later, and yeah, comedy ensues. Like, well, sorry, like you have to understand the Aussies. They know, they, like they absolutely know how to do reality TV. Like that's. They were genius, like they absolutely know how to do reality TV with that. Like, that's oh, genius, hundred yeah. percent. They do. They like. I mean, a grand reunion put me in a room with people who I've spoken shit about for like you know the year <laughs> after the show, and who who have spoken shit about me and who I cannot stand. You're gonna get a show. I'll give it to you. But do you know what? Actually, I went in there. I went in there because I because I, I've grown a lot from the show since, and I thought that's. What, and I was so stupid. I thought, oh my god, it's like a school, like a high school reunion. We're all gonna be so nice to each other, and we'll talk about like what we've learned and like what we're doing and where we, how far we've come. Nah, nah. Yeah. But it wasn't me. It was people once that actually was doing anything. I actually walked away from it seven times. Um, I wanted to ask as well we were talking about Sam there but do you think is there anyone else on the season that you think got an edit that didn't reflect what they are truly like whether it was good or bad 
I hate, you know what? I'm getting in trouble for talking about this because everyone's like, why are you being mean about Jules? Um, look, Jules is lovely. I have actually got no bad blood with anybody besides Cyril. Can't stand her. Um, <laughs> but Jules, you know, there was a lot of the time where there was a, certain moments, especially one that's, that stuck out the most for me was we're at a commitment ceremony and the topic was intimacy and me and Mick hadn't been intimate and they were asked, the experts were asking why we hadn't been intimate. And I said, you know, um, cause my nan had actually just recently passed away. I found out like two, three days prior. And, um, I said, you know, like my nan's just passed away and like Mick doesn't really, you know, do anything romantic or make me want to like try and do anything. He just slaps me on the ass and like says weird things to me as I walk past like, and I'm grieving, you know, like I, so I was grieving and Jules pipes up and she goes, you know what, Jess, I find it really difficult to believe this because like one minute you're, you know, you've got your period, the next minute your nan's dead. And I like, my face just was like, broke. I was like, whoa. And she had to get, um, Mel, the blonde expert actually had to stand up and say like, that is enough. Like, this is disgusting. There are a few times Jill's made comments about me, which were quite nasty and, um, they edited that out. So I feel that's a good edit for her, you know? Um, Mike, I feel really got made to look like a misogynist he's he's actually he's not as bad as as he as he looks on the show um he's just a guy who like doesn't think you know like he doesn't go like little things so as a female I feel like I feel I focus on little things because they're big things to me but like and me and my partner argue about it all the time little things like you know if he's been in his studio all day recording and he hasn't spent time with me um I get upset but it's, so it's little things like that with Heidi that you know was a big thing to her but to him in his brain he's like oh like why is it such a big deal and I guess that's just different empathy levels. So I think, feel, yeah, Mike sort of got a bit of a poor edit there because he's a, he a nice guy. Um, but Cyril definitely got, got the edit she uh, was supposed to get. Absolute cyclone bath. <laughs> cyclone Cyril. And uh, <laughs> Jessica's sipping wine here and saying no more and she's never. <laughs> I know. That's all I'm saying. And I've only had three sips, guys, so don't think that any of this is alcohol fuel. This is pure rage. <laughs> are you are you still in touch with anyone from the show? I know you and Martha. Well, it seemed like you and Martha became quite good friends. Yeah, um, there's quite a few reports going around at the moment saying Martha and I are not friends anymore. But we did. It is true we did fall out during. Um, sorry, after our show finished airing here in Australia, over just silly things. Uh, but since we've made up and we're we're good friends again, um, I talked to Mike here and there. Tamara and I are really good friends on the level where which she comes over for dinner and wine, uh, most of the time just to drink on my wine, bitch. Um, <laughs> Dan and I are good friends. Uh, Mick and I have made up. Uh, we don't talk actively, but, yeah, we, we, we settled that. We buried that hatchet. Who else do I talk to? I talk to Nick. Um, I talk to Mel here and there. I think that's it. Yeah. And most a lot, a lot of the – I don't know what it is, but for some odd reason I've become this, like, anchor to other reality – to the other mass contestants that go on, like, from, you know, our seasons after me. They always reach out and i got a mind to help. And it's so funny, my, my housemate's actually on this season's Married at First Sight and he's like, oh, my God, Jess, if I didn't have you, I, like, just wouldn't know what to do. I'd be, like, in a mess. So I always just seem to have heaps of people reach out. I don't know why. 
we we spoke about this just there when our recording glitched, just in terms of the timeline. So obviously this was recorded. Was it 2019? This was all filmed or 2018? Uh, 20, yeah, 2019. Ended end of 2018, 2019, yeah. And obviously it's only aired over here now in the UK and Ireland and it's only kind of come to its climax now. What has it been like for you to kind of relive it all over again and experience it as we experience it in kind of not real time? It's just weird. It's weird. Um, I feel like I'm in Groundhog Day reliving 2019. Um, also, you know, like oh, I spent two years of my time after the show trying to really um, present myself to my platform and to be authentically me so people could see the non-edited version of Jess. And I have worked so hard to turn around my fan base to actually you know, like me, not like, you know, because Daddy generally can go, oh, you're actually, you know, like a normal girl who's nice and funny. But um, now it's like another whole wave of people that I just have to, I feel I have to justify myself to. And um, it's just insane, you know, Some, and also the, the, the trolls over there are just on another level of like, mm. and it's just so sad because I have heard a lot about a lot of the um, suicides that you've had over there from reality shows. And I'm such an active speaker on online bullying. I um, I actually donated my wedding dress. I'm donating my wedding dress from Mass to a charity which helps the children that are bullied. It's a camp to help with children, you know, that are going through tough life, tough times in their lives. Because you know what, like I could be, you know somebody who has a really bad home life, an abusive partner or, you know, hates my work or whatever and come home to these messages that I get. And this is the reason why people kill themselves because it is people don't understand the weight behind their words. It is so disgusting and it's so scary and it makes me worried for what if I ever bring a child into this world, what, you know, the internet can do to people because they don't care. But also I laugh and I, and I have passed it off. I have a thick skin because I just sit there and go, who the hell wakes up in the morning, has a coffee and goes, you know what I'm going to do today? I'm going to get on the internet and abuse someone that I don't know. But obviously I kind of know them because I've watched them on TV and like I'm a, I know best and it's going to make me feel real good. And then after I've sent this horrible message, I'm going to go, oh, that made me feel good. Not picking up a phone to, you know, a loved one or, um, you know, going outside and doing an activity they love and actually genuinely getting pure happiness. Um, it just makes me go, what? what, the, what? <laughs> I feel sorry for the people like that, but it, it is, it's just so evident that it's, it is a problem though. It is a problem and it's a problem for our young, you know, our young generation who don't have a thick skin or, or don't know how to deal with it or don't have a support system to, to bounce off. I can't imagine the level of hate you must have gotten having been branded the villain of your season, even compared to like the other people on the season. Um, were you offered any aftercare by the production of the show or were like any counselling, anything like that set up? Yeah, look, you get obviously uh, counselling off, like you know, sessions that you can you can go to if you need to. But I, I I'm so lucky that I have such a great family network around me. I have really great friends, and I, you know, the only time I ever was really um, affected by any of this hate, like most of them, I just look at my phone and laugh. But most, the only time I was ever affected was when Dan and I broke up, and <laughs> it was very public. We, we didn't break up at the reunion that you guys just watched. We did, we broke up on live TV and I'd already moved my whole life to the Gold Coast. I was in love with this guy and, 
yeah, it ended. And then so not only was I copying the hate for, for being a, a cheater and I'm doing like little, um, you know, hyphens in the air right now because like, I mean, I, how do you cheat on someone you're not really with? Um, I was copying, you know, sucked in, like you deserve it. And then I was getting screenshot messages from girls, uh, you know, dance little indiscretions of when we were together. And so it was, you know, a 27 year old girl who found, thought she found love, moved her whole life, changed everything knew what I was going to cop and put it all on the line for a guy who just, you know, it wasn't just, this wasn't going to work. And I, I really took that on. I really took that hard. I took it really hard because I hadn't been in love for a very long time and I didn't really found anybody like that. So it hurt. And then to have people go sucked in and for it to be so public that it kind of broke me in a way. But yeah, so that was probably the only time it was really rough. You mentioned there though, that your, Oh, I don't think mine's working. No, it is. No, it is. Okay, sorry, my brain thing isn't going. Sorry, if you can hear me, that's fine. But my thing wasn't uh, bouncing. Anyway, you mentioned earlier that you are in touch with Dan now at this point, or like you have kind of made up or whatever. How how do you go from breaking up on live TV to to getting back to that point? Like that must have been incredibly hard. But and like fair play to you because I don't know a lot of people that could do that in normal circumstances. You know what? Um, I had someone ask me the other day, so so I have a very colourful dating history. You know, um, I had an ex-boyfriend. He, I broke up with him and he hung himself on the phone to me an hour later. I have an ex-boyfriend who used to bash me to the point where I would always in hospital, you know. <clears throat> and I, to this day, don't harbour any negativity towards them. Um, obviously, my ex who, who passed away, I, I can't, I can't, you know, hate any, his decision or anything and everyone's like how how can you trust again in a relationship when you've had these things happen to you how can you trust again when you know Dan did this to you in live tv and you know what like I'm just such a positive person that I have to just try and see the positive in everything and see the lesson in everything and like Dan I feel was under a lot of stress. You know, he is not the type of person who likes to be judged by others. He likes to be loved. And I can just sort of, I, I, I reason with everybody. I'm not, I'm not an empath in a way. I don't let people walk all over me, but I just can, I can understand because I've been through things in my life where I just go, I get it. You know, I get that you, 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 you can be shitty. You're a shitty person. I get your, your emotions and I get your, um, your actions and, I just feel that people that go through life and just hate or harbour such energy towards people where they can't move on or hold grudges is like what a waste of life. What a waste of life. And also regardless of whatever Dan and I did, and, yeah, he did hurt me, and, yeah, I was in love, and, yeah, I was heartbroken, um, this is something that is going to forever be monetized in our life as something that we will never get to do again. Like it was once in a lifetime. It was an amazing opportunity. It didn't work out. But you know what? We are going to have these memories forever, and I would rather be able to look back and, you know, laugh at them with him or, or, or you know, have a, have a, you know, a happy conversation than – I hate you because you broke my heart on TV. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Does that make sense or am I just insane? <laughs> no, definitely. No. It's, I, it's such a good uh, philosophy to have, I think. Mm. Very wise. Very, very wise. Hmm. So you don't have any regrets then about your season and would you recommend it to other people if they're thinking about signing up? Look, I think the only thing I regret is that um, I, we, we, you know, we didn't get to let Tamara and Mick go home as early as... Um, 
we wanted them to. That's probably the only regret. Um, but yeah, look, I would say if you feel that you, you you know, you're ready to have your whole entire life just dissected and put under a, um, a microscope for the whole public to see, then do a reality TV show. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, I, I don't know how much people, you know, would go on a show to, to find love. I, they don't have the best success rate. Um, but it, it's, an, it's an opportunity and it, it's an experience that you can, you know, learn something from or gain something from. And, and I very luckily, you know, got to have both. So, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's very, yeah, it's up to the person. Just going back to the actual like mechanics of the show, someone sent this into our Instagram and I thought it was interesting because obviously it's such a long period of time shooting and whatever and you're not working. Like how did you, like are you compensated for that or how how does that work? So um, you get $150 a day. Um, I don't know how people with uh, children at home like Ning or a mortgage at home were able to even just live off of that. Um, and, and also, so, so you film, so we, um, I, I got married in September, the 2018, so September, October, November, January, so four months I was away because December, or part of December as well. So probably about four, four, four and a half months you're away. Right. And so then there's that $150 a day. And then, um, when the show's airing, you're not allowed to do any, um, any Instagram deals, any promotions. Um, you're not allowed, you don't get paid for the publicity that you do for channel nine either. Like the, like when you go into the morning shows and all that, you don't get paid for that. Um, and then dependent on whether or not your Instagram is at a level where, um, companies are going, are, are going to want to use you to, you know, promote for them. And also if you're, if you're in that, if you fall into that category, that niche of like the age, um, gender and you know, what, like what you're marketable for it, you, you, half, half the time, you're not going to get anything from it. <laughs> like realistically, I it's just very lucky that, you know, I'm, I was at the age I was at, um, I, you know, am relatable to people. I fall into that, that beauty sort of, you know, category where I can market these certain products and, and people will buy them and watch them. And also because I was so like, you know, such a big, uh, character, my following is so big as well. And my inside and people that my impressions, like my, um, traffic on my Instagram is so big. Um, but yeah, for people that didn't, that didn't get that, I, I feel sorry for them because it's such a long time out of your life to just get nothing. And I, for me, if that had happened and I didn't get anything financially, at least I got to learn lessons about myself. I got to learn that I needed to grow up in all these things. But, you know, not everybody was as horrible as I was. So, you know, what even lesson do they get out of it? It's like, it's really not yet. <laughs> I mean, I, I sucked. No. Um, will we be seeing you on reality TV again in the future or have you ruled it out for you forever? Um, I don't know. Look, I'm, I'm really focused on finishing my studies and opening up my salon here, but I have had quite a few uh, uh, UK offers already. So, I mean, look, if something falls into my lap that's, you know, uh, life-changing or is something that I really want to do, then uh, yeah, I'll definitely do it again. Uh, would I go back on TV to find love? Probably not. Um, I'm in a very happy relationship as well. But, you know, even if I wasn't, I don't think 
I'm going to go on TV for love ever again. <laughs> oh, God. Jessica Power, hopefully we'll be able to uh, maybe catch up in Dublin at some stage when the world is normal. We'll get a drink, perhaps. Hopefully, guys. Hopefully. I'm, I, my, my family's, my dad's side's from Ireland, actually. So, oh. do you know what? Before I tell people this, I should always know where, because he tells me, I ring him like every day and go, Dad, I had to just do this podcast. And I ask, like, where are you from? And he's like, I tell you every day, Jess. And so I can't actually tell you. <laughs> that's where my last name comes from, Sophia. You're you're Irish, and that's all that matters to us. Yeah, yeah. Irish Jessica Power. Probably why I'm such a Jessica. Pa- <laughs> <laughs> Jessica Power. Thank you so much for joining us on Bandwagons today. Much appreciated. Thank you, guys. It was fun. That was the lovely Jessica Power from Married at First Sight. Season she was a lot of people so against. beautiful. She was so, unlike, to be honest, like, so funny. whatever, so funny, we could, like, whatever about, because most of the questions, because I put up my Instagram, I was like, I'm not going to say who it is, but mo- and most of the people I guessed, and they were kind of like, not mean questions, but they were all like, what the fuck were you doing? Blah, blah, blah. And like, to be honest, she owned everything. It was fairly honest in that, like, I did everything. Nobody told me to do anything. It was a once in a lifetime opportunity. I was just like, yeah. grand. I was a bit worried she was going to come on and be like extremely sweet and like, oh, I oh, I was got a bad edit, blah, blah, blah. And I'm so glad she didn't. She came on and she was exactly as you'd want her to be and exactly as she was on the show, but like so funny and so charming and a great gal. Yep. Talk to me about these the- bloody experts. Okay, so the experts, as we know them, are um, John Aiken. Uh, he actually started as a professional cricketer playing for Auckland and Wellington in New Zealand. However, in recent years, he's transitioned into a relationship expert. Good for him. Uh, he's written several books on relationships, including Accidentally Single and Making Couple Happy. Uh, according to his official website, he's a trained relationship coach and apparently runs exclusive couples retreats. Um, I kind of love him. The- I, I do love him now. You could get rid of the other two. I don't know their names even, but I love John. Um, he married his wife, Kelly Swanson, Roll 13 years ago. They share two children together. Um, and then we have Mel Schilling. Uh, she is supposedly a registered psychologist, relationship coach and consultant. Um, when she met her own partner, Gareth, uh, or she met her own partner, Gareth, through the online dating website, Yarmony. They share a five-year-old daughter, Maddie, together. Uh, she specializes in teaching confidence and she's currently writing a book called The C Word. Um she and then we have Trisha Stat- Stratford Stratford sorry Dr. Trisha Stratford she actually left recently but I'll get into it and um, she's a clinical neuropsychotherapist who specializes in the psychology of relationships um, <laughs> this article just says on maths Australia she often asks uh, contestants whether they've been intimate she also asks contestants to smell each other as part of a pheromone test However, she recently stepped down from the show after seven seasons. Um, in her statement, she said, after seven seasons of Married at First Sight, I've decided to step back to focus on my writing, research, and neuropsychotherapy. I've been involved right from the beginning in the challenge of bringing the social experiment to um, television. So she is gone, unfortunately, but yeah, there you go. Um, I thought I had another, oh, so there's another, I have another thing here where it says the real reason uh why she left. In an interview, Trisha reveals that she was left feeling sick because the direction of the show uh, was becoming toxic for the contestants and their mental health. 
the interview was a woman's day and she told the publication by the end I couldn't compromise my professional and personal standards because there were participants on the show who I felt shouldn't have been there um, if someone gets through the critical selection process when we say we don't want them on the show because they're quite fragile they're not going to do well after the show um, Trisha went on to claim that going through the show is a tough gig psychologically and is comparable to conflict in war zones mm. like, okay. I do, I do um, think it's traumatising but I think that's a that's a harsh comparison yeah listen I'm like I'm not I'm I'm not here to whatever because I haven't been through it but like that is, seems a big stretch but anyway she said basically and she, I think she was, she became critical of like the fact that it went away from being an observational documentary that the UK was. And I'm pretty sure the others, they were in a similar format. She said it got supersized a bit like MasterChef into what we know as maths now. The participants we got in season six and seven were so outrageous and outside the norm that it wasn't what I signed up for. Season seven hasn't aired here yet. I'm, I'm sure you can watch it by some other means. Um at a couple of dinner parties, I felt sick. I felt in my guts that this wasn't what I want to be watching at home on TV. Um, oh my God, there's a big ad after coming up. Um, and then it basically just went back to her original statement. So I don't know if... Oh, there's a new expert who's replaced her who is Alessandra. Alessandra Ram, Rampola. She's a Puerto Rican sexologist. Oh. And she said, I don't think I'm filling anybody's shoes. I walk in my own. That's okay. something a sexologist would say, isn't it? <laughs> that is something a, sex, a sexologist would say for I sure. saw, I read something earlier as well, because they've been criticised for not having any same-sex couples on it, even since like marriage has been legalised in Australia, I think. I'm not sure when that was, but after that, um, they can have, like legally they could have same-sex marriages, but they just haven't yet. And it's because they, th- they have said it's because... Um, they have looked into it with the applications and stuff, but they just weren't getting enough applications from gay people and the ones they were getting like weren't matches. So they said it wouldn't have been right to match them up just to make it look like, like just for show that they were having a gay couple, if that makes sense. Yeah. Mm. Which it does, but like look at some of the straight matches they've done. They were not matches either and you did it. Um, we spoke there with Jessica about Sam uh, if anyone's interested in that so Sam obviously featured like towards the start you're obsessed with Sam we're the start of the series I, there's something about him that is just uh, do you follow him on Instagram no he doesn't even like he he's looks, not a character I remember from the series see that's like I came in around like the peak of the him and Inez drama so that's yeah. and I remember just being like Inez is Inez would have been a good one to get on as well but basically in terms of like Jessica's advent that like nothing was produced nothing was staged Sam basically has said the exact opposite on his Instagram um, he because again so like this is like two years later he looks completely different he does whatever he's totally kind of out of the scene um, but he ba- if anyone wants to watch it he's a full Instagram highlight on it and it's like he said the experts don't pick the couples the producers do which like I mean like that's that's fair enough like I don't just tell you that <laughs> Yeah, like the experts are just there more to provide commentary, you know, like, of course they don't pick them. Um, Show bosses have a list of people they have to find. That's who they find and approach on Instagram. That pretty much goes with what uh, Jess said. They pulled me into a dark room, a black room, and asked me to do the Inez scenes. They set that up. They made Inez DM me on the phone. That was all staged. I did what I was asked to do with all of that. I didn't really care at the time 
what it looked like. I was in the zone. I've acted before in TV commercials. It was a job for me. That's what Jessica was on about in terms of referring to him as an actor. Um, speaking of other, he said he got paid beyond the show just like everyone else, which Jessica obviously clarified as well. Um, he went on to say that he didn't sleep with Inez or anyone else on the programme. Um, he said producers put him in a different hotel to the other members of the cast. Um, he said as part of the reason he left telling his Instagram followers he was done with being kept away from everyone else. Um, no, yeah. no, that's bollocks. It's all bollocks because he came back at the end for when everyone comes back and then he didn't stay around for the final, like com- not a commitment ceremony, but the final like meeting with the experts, which is where like everything got aired out. Everyone got called out on everything they'd done and he didn't show up to that because he couldn't face, couldn't face what he'd done like and didn't want to be scrutinised for it, didn't want to take any responsibility for it. So now he's using his Instagram to like just push his own agenda. So I think it's all bollocks. Whereas like, in fairness, again, I'll go back to Jess. Jess was like, I'm not going to take a bad like, edit. I did yeah. everything. Like, yeah. And with, like, whatever her motivations for doing it, like, I'm sure, like, I'm sure as much as, like, you're never going to admit it because people aren't going to, people think badly of people who do that. But like, I mean, if you've once in a lifetime opportunity and if you've a potential to grow like a massive social audience from this and it's a thing that you want to make money from, like, of course, they're going to be like, I'm sure I'll cop off with someone. Now, judging from what she said, though, she did really seem like she actually loved Dan. Yeah. Or like there definitely did seem to be something there. Yeah. But that was the thing, because I had, I, when I had spoken to um, Annabelle about it, Annabelle had been looking shit up or whatever. And I was like, oh, I think they broke up like fairly soon after the show finished. And I was like, oh, and I was like, that seems like a bit of a fucking waste or whatever. Um, but yeah, like it was just just happened um yeah would you do it if you were single probably not um no yeah I definitely don't know if I'd do it like in Australia I think I'd do it like similar to a UK one I don't think I'd do the same like reality TV bullshit version that Australia do that we love to watch a bit more but I yeah I'd mm. prefer to do like the documentary version of it um, do you want some mini bandwagons? yeah I don't think I had anything else to say did you have anything off the top of your head? no not really if you haven't tuned in please do it's it's Series of the Australian one, series four, five, and six are on all four, and then I'm pretty sure all of the UK one is on all four. If you want to like compare and trust, and both are interesting, both are entertaining, so I would recommend. Maybe don't watch that recent series of the UK one though, because there is an interesting couple on it. Not interesting, but there's like kind of a gas storyline. But and compared to the former seasons, not as good. Interesting. Okay, hit me with your mini bandwagons. Absolutely. Um, my favourite Irish girl band, well, one of my favourite Irish girl bands, I don't want to back myself into a corner here, is Wyvern Lingo. And they've come out with a new album um, called Awake You Lie. And I have to say, I'm not just saying this, it is actually such a bop. It's so, so good. I have their first album on vinyl and it's it's genuinely one of, one of my favourite albums ever. So I was excited for this one. Um, and it's here so I would recommend going and giving that a listen yeah get the vinyl get the merch support them artists they're very good I heard a clip of it on 6 o'clock so there but I need to sit down and actually listen to it but they're wyvern and go I know it's going to be unreal so yeah good gals um, secondly if you're 
uh, if you finish Married at First Sight and you're in the market for another shite reality TV show, Netflix has just added Marriage or Mortgage. <laughs> Have you seen this? I I think I've seen people talking about it like I think people have done radio segments on it being like oh would you want like your dream wedding or a free house and it's yeah. like yeah that's basically a free fucking house like there's, there's these two it's kind of like you know that RT show where they're like well your dream wedding home or away and then two wedding planners show you what it could be and then you pick one and you do it it's kind of like that where you have like this real estate agent and this like really cool wedding planner and they both show you what you can get for your money but like you can only afford to do one so mm. I haven't watched it yet it's American it's American okay I, I think I'm gonna watch it it looks good okay. I think it's added already and then finally I bought a skipping rope this week I don't know if I told you and oh breed we were at no 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 no, no. we were on such a good run of like good <laughs> mini no this is like, a mini bandwagon of like not mm, no. okay Mm. No, this is a mini bandwagon because so many people have bought skipping ropes in the last few weeks. You haven't seen it yet, but you wait for it. There's a skipping rope revolution coming. Katie bought one. We hadn't even spoken about it, and we both bought one the same day without like yeah. conversing. It's just a thing. Like people are into skipping again, and I'm here for it. Um, and it's actually just a really cute, fun exercise to do. People are <laughs> doing on your own. skipping. <laughs> Yeah. Were we were we were we recording one time and I thought my neighbors were shagging, but it was just Becca skipping upstairs. No, well that did happen. It was just Becca skipping upstairs. What was I recording? Anyway, I don't know. But yeah, listen, maybe it is. If you're gonna skip, skip outside. We'll, Moral of the story. What's that? What's that? What's that movie that Corbin Blue's in? Yeah, jump. I'll be. I actually was thinking jump. about that today. Good Do a girl. <laughs> Do a Carleen's. Never seen it now, I'm going to be honest. Just like to reference it very regularly. No, it's actually a dog shit movie. Uh, anyway. Speaking of movies that are dog shit, uh, P.S. I Love You was the movie club this month. Uh, and we also kind of talked about Marley and Me. It's a bit of a strange one. That's on Patreon. If you want to subscribe for five euro a month, you will get four monthly bonus episodes. Um, and also we have a new series coming up. The patrons are going to get a first listen to and all the other bits, playlists and tarot readings and stuff. What are you, what are you making faces for? <laughs> Nothing. Keep going. You're doing great. Um, we, what are we doing? Uh, tickets still on sale? Yeah. What else? What do we do with the beanies? Have you been monitoring that at all in terms of reviews? Yeah. Keeping an eye on it. Have you actually? Yeah, there's been no reviews. <laughs> Guys, leave us a review and you could win a beanie. It's easy. It's so easy. You press five stars and go... Uh, I love breeds, fat ass, and uh, <laughs> Fanula's, whatever. Insert other part of the anatomy here, and then that's and then you are in there with the chance. How many do we have? What beanies? Yeah, uh, a, few, a few, three. Okay, three possibly we'll more, out. potentially more. Listen, if you're if you're not going to do, we will change the mechanic. But like, I would actually try. That we, yeah, I wasn't even going to bring it up, up again. I was just going like, to let it let it slip away, let it die. Keep okay, beanies. well, keep I've, the beanies I've, for Christmas presents. I've I've pulled out the fucking uh, charge pad for one one last goal. And we'll see. Fair. Um, if you want to just leave us a review independently and you don't want a beanie, that's fair enough. Uh, make sure it's nice. We're on Spotify. If you want to follow us there, you'll be up-to-dated. Up-to-dated? Up-to-dated. You'll be kept up-to-date on all the latest episodes. We are Banagans Podcast on all social medias. Come follow us. 
I have been Fanula. I've been Breed. We will see you next week. Oh, we're going to do Harry and Megan for the Patreon this week as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, if I'm that I'll have to watch that subscribe. interview now. I don't know what it is. Enjoy. Uh, we will see you all <laughs> next week. Goodbye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When your skin feels nourished and glows, you radiate confidence. Osea makes giving your skin a glow-up easy with their clean, clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This seaweed-powered duo features two of Osea's best sellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com, code GLOW.